Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. The church is going through a great shakening, but I'm praying to God that the people will awaken and they will understand. I pray that you don't quit, that you don't give up, that you don't leave the church because that's the enemy's job in the last days to shake the church and try to shake your faith in God. So you can quit and you can give up. The Bible call it the apostasy, the apostate church, the church that is falling away from the things of God. No hope, and hopefully he hoped to turn you into signs of prediction, those that have no hope for any future life. This is strategy that the enemy is placing in the church, and I pray that you all stay on your assignment. Don't quit. It's going to get tough. The assignment will get rough especially in these last days, because you're in the last time that you can snatch people's souls out of hell. So yes, the enemy will come against you. Yes, he'll make you feel like you're losing. Yes, he'll make you feel like you're being misunderstood, that you don't know what's going on, that there's no hope for you in life. Those are just attacks. And let me tell you this, the devil can do no more than what you believe he can do. If you don't believe he can tear you apart, he cannot. Why? Because the Bible tells me that Jesus stripped him of all power and all authority. He has no legal rights. So all the rights he has is the rights that you believe that he has. So I challenge you to challenge your faith and stop letting these crazy thoughts go through your head. Challenge the thoughts. The devil has no legal right to hit you with this stuff so you can whip him at his own game. But you must be strategic by it. And know that when you come into seasons in your life, you come into seasons of change and seasons of testing. Don't give up through those seasons. Don't bow. Don't bend. Hold your ground. Amen. Don't sin because the sin gives him the legal right to keep have, put break, wreaking havoc in your life. But I thank God for his grace. And that's what we're going to talk about today so that you can get a good understanding of grace and what God is doing with this grace in your assignment. Again, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Watch this. So that men could see your good works, your good works. If he had to specify good works, there must be some bad works. Baby, on your assignment, you may slip. You may fall. You may miss the mark. None of us are perfect. And remember, I'm not giving you a license to sin. Sometimes when you talk about grace, people get comfortable and say, all right, I can do this and get away with it. When you really understand grace, you don't want to get away with it. So make sure you keep your mindset straight while I talk to you about this. Because when you're on an assignment, baby, your assignment may lead you to some people, matter of fact, many times, who are unsaved. They don't know God. And your assignment is to get them into the kingdom. And so many times when we try to get people into the kingdom and we come around them, we start acting like them in order to get close to them. And you don't watch it, you'll start doing what they do. You'll start laughing at their dirty jokes. You'll start drinking their, their, their wine, their booze, their alcohol. If you don't watch it, you'll smoke their dope. If you don't watch it, you'll share your body with them because you didn't understand the assignment. The assignment was for you to go in and bring them out, not to go in and enjoy the pleasures for a season. 
And those of you all who are in here who are fighting the temptation, as long as you see pleasure in it, you can't win it. As long as you see sin as being pleasurable, you can't get out of it. We were designed for pleasure. God designed us to enjoy life and life more abundantly. We were designed to have pleasure. And so when you see pleasure in sin, you'll always go back to sin. And until you can adjust your mindset and start seeing the danger in sin and the consequences of sin, you won't be able to pull away from it. Because the devil will bombard your mind with the enjoyment of it and the pleasure in it that you'll overlook the consequences of it. And you will fall. So I challenge you to rethink what you call a good time. I challenge you to rethink what you call the pleasures of sin or the pleasures of life. These things are affirmation of condemnation. They're affirming that you're being condemned when you do them. So I want to help you today to understand that as you go through life and you start going through the things that God has called us to go through, it's not going to be perfect. You may mess up. And God has a remedy for that. And another thing about your assignment, you may have to suffer. Pastor, we come to hear the good news. We didn't want to hear all this other stuff. It's okay that we're on assignment, but my goodness, we shouldn't have to suffer because God put us on an assignment. Baby, if you suffer with him, you'll reign with him. Amen? The world is coming to a point now that people don't want to hear about your Christ. The laws are being passed now and enacted to the point that you can't even mention him. They don't want you to, to, to raise your right hand before God and put your hand on the Bible no more. Just raise your right hand. That's enough. Don't bring the Bible in. Watch it in the court system. They're taking the Bible out. They're taking them out of the schools. Taking them out of the, the courthouses, the White Houses. He's gone. I mean, it's just we're at a point now where the world has told God, we don't want you. So he's looking to find somebody that will embrace him. Don't let it happen like it happened before. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. It happened once. It should not happen again. So embrace your cross. Embrace your assignment. Where God has assigned you, he has positioned you. And because he has positioned you there, you are anointed to be there. Stop thinking the same thing that happened to them would happen to you. You are anointed. God called you to be with that person and be right there beside them because you are the assignment. They are your assignment. You are the reason for them getting better and getting closer to Christ. I'm going to show you uh, one of the apostles in the Bible who who I thank God for Miss, uh, she, don't, she don't know it, I'm, I'm using her scripture today, but she, she texted out on the website, and, and I was dealing with grace, and she just don't know it, but I grabbed her scripture, and I decided to use it, Miss Daniels. She's shaking her head now. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Let me show you what God's actually saying. In Acts chapter 20, verse 22 to 24, the New Living Testament translation. Watch it. And now I'm bound by the Spirit, to go to Jerusalem. 
I don't know what awaits me. Sometimes you have an assignment, baby. You don't know where that assignment is leading you. You don't know what it's going to cost you, but you know you got to do it. You got to go there. All right? He said, all I know is, I don't know what awaits me, except he's getting an unction in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost tells me in city after city, I don't know which city is going to happen, but it's going to happen, that jail and suffering lies ahead of me. This thing going to cost me something. The assignment that you own is going to cost you. There's no F in a bus about it. To obey God, there's a price tag. You have to give up some things. Some of you, you can't, you got to let him go. You got to let her go. You got to let the drugs go. You got to let the pornography go. There's a whole list of things that's flowing through your mind right now. These things that don't give glory to God. He's asking you, like I told you last week, to lay aside the weight and the sin. Just, just lay it aside. Stop, stop carrying it with you. Just lay it aside. Lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset you. The devil is coming, taking you captive at will. Whenever God get ready to position you right here, the devil come in and take you captive. So when you get in that position, you're ineffective. But if you're willing to suffer and not yield to it, then God can promote you and move you into the position that he wants you to be strategically. This is a strategy that God has. And he's trying to use you and place you there as an intercessor, somebody who goes in between the devil and him for that person's soul. And if you don't see your assignment, you can go either way. When I'm up here ministering to you, I'm being pulled into two directions, earthly and spiritual. When you get on your assignment, you too will be pulled into two directions. And if you're not wise enough, spiritual enough to know it, you won't be able to sense it, and you'll go towards the flesh, towards your emotions. Because you've been traveling by your emotions for so long, you're not led by the Spirit of God, and therefore you get into sin. The devil uses sin to distract you, to get you off course so that you won't be able to finish the assignment. He want to make God so upset with you that he do like he did Moses, like he did Aaron, bring you up to the mountaintop and strip you of the anointing and put it on somebody else who will do it. That's what the devil wants. He has been in this game before, and he knows how God operates. We just don't know. Watch this. No matter what I go through, no matter what suffering lies ahead, but my life is worth nothing. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for what? Finishing the work assignment. Finishing the assignment. My life is worth nothing unless I finish the assignment. Now, you got to get this in your heart. And deep down in your spirit, my life is worth nothing unless I finish the assignment that God has given me. Well, Pastor, I don't know what my assignment is. Where are you right now? Pick up where you are right now. Who are you beside? Who do you hang with? Who's in your circle? Now, act like God in that situation. 
And watch, don't you start seeing, and your life become meaningful to you now. Because now you're not willing to put up with this. Not, no, you don't have to be mean. With love and kindness, remember everything I've taught you? With love and kindness have I drawn thee. So you've got to find a way and build a relationship. Excuse me, can I use a biblical terminology? Disciple. Go and make disciples. That person that become your assignment, you must disciple them. Make them disciplined ones. Just like God has disciplined you and still is in the process, you have to be patient. You have to be kind. You have to look for the good in those people. Everybody can see the bad, but just like God said, I'm sending you for what? So that they can see your good works, not your mess, not how short-tempered you are, not how frustrated you are, not how, 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 how bold you can be and have your own selfish way. No, God said, I want them to see your good work. Why? Because eventually as you disciple them, that's what's going to have to shine in them. Yeah, people on your job that you meet in the grocery store are your assignment. And you don't know what to do, really. Make disciples out of them. Think about all the opportunities that you missed when you just pass people off and say, they're crazy. Nobody has time for that. You should have because God gave them to you as an assignment. So, finish the work that was assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about this wonderful what? Grace of God. Oh, my goodness. You all be flipping over in your seat right now. If you really understood this grace, you would be cutting cockwheels in this place. The grace of God. Baby, how many of you ever had a bill uh, or rent that was late and you couldn't make it? You didn't have enough money to pay it. And, and when I came up, when I was late for my rent, we had until the 15th. I heard times are shorter now. Thank God I don't know. But you missed that one. Anyway, when I didn't, wasn't able to pay my rent, didn't have enough money, we had, didn't have the overtime, or, or, or they didn't have enough work and time, so my check was short, couldn't pay rent. Well, they gave me to the 15th to come up with the money. You know what that's called? Grace. It was a grace period. There you go. A grace period. I'm going to give you something that you don't deserve. My rent was due on the 1st, and here it is. You couldn't get it together. I'm giving you to the 15th to pay it. That's grace. I've got a right to put you out. Baby, when you messed up, God had every legal right to wipe you out. But you know what he gave you? grace to get your little act together. He could have wiped you out the first time. He could have ended your assignment the time you messed up. He could have ended and said, forget it. But he said, I'm going to give you some grace. I'm going to give you something that you don't deserve. I'm giving you some grace. How many of you have ever received grace? Grace. <laughs> can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Do you, 
I mean, let yourself go. Come, I'm going to open up your spirit. Just feel it the time that you got grace. When you messed up, he should have killed you right then and there. He should have destroyed your assignment. He should have got rid of you and wiped you out because you sinned. You messed up. He didn't force you to, and the devil didn't make you. You did it because you wanted to. He could have ended your assignment. He could have ended it right then and there. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Now I have some good news to tell you. Watch this. There it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The good news is God's grace is stronger than the consequences of my sins. I deserve to die. But grace was much stronger than that desire to kill me. You, you, you don't understand it. Being just, God has every desire to complete his just reward. To be just, to do what he said he was going to do. But grace extended that and gave God the right to give me some more time. The reason you're standing here today is because God's grace gave you some more time. Grace will put you in a position once you understand it that I don't want to sin no more. Once you get to the point that you don't want to sin no more, you can receive grace. But as long as you want to sin, grace becomes a license to sin. Think about it. And it's hard for you to get it in your head. And I know I'm saying some stuff that's going to really just mess in your, your suitcase, your mind up. Once you receive grace, you don't want to sin. Once you receive it and you understand it, you don't want to sin. You know, when I, when, I, when I got grace, I didn't want to be late with my bills. I, I didn't want to be late. I don't want folks calling me, reminding me, hounding me about this or that. I would rather pay my bill than to get some grace. All right? I know what it feels like. But some folks like, you know what, MLG and W, just pay $20. They ain't going to cut you off. You like living in it. You're okay when you come accustomed to it. Same thing, vice versa with sin. Once you come accustomed with it and it does not grieve you anymore, you try to get by. You want grace to be extended. Every month you're looking for grace. You're living by it now. You just, you, what, what you're doing, you're abusing the grace of God. Because God didn't want you to be in that position where you always had to have that grace to the point that you couldn't meet your timing demands. So, Pastor, I'm, I, I hear this about grace, and I'm, I know I'm going to have to study a little bit more to get an understanding of it. Can, do you have that much time? No, I don't. So you have to study for yourself. A workman that need not be ashamed, write it, divide the word of truth. Go in, Google it, study it for yourself, all right, and see what God's going to lead you to, all right? I, I want to deal with the people who are in here who are caught up. You love God, but you keep sinning. And everybody look straight ahead, set up straight. You never know who I'm talking about. You like sinning. You just like, you find pleasure 
You want to. You try to fight it, but you find yourself doing it. You know it's wrong. You want to do right, but it's just something in you. Well, baby, if you can get your heart tapped into God, God has some grace for you. Even in your struggle, even in you fighting, and even in you losing ground, your God has some unmerited favor just for you. Something you didn't earn, something you didn't deserve, but some kind of way he reaches out and grabs your hand and says, hold on, baby, and begin to pull you out of that mess that you're in. That's grace. Watch this. My children, my Christian, my children, you belong to God. I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. I'm not giving you a license, a okay to do it. This letter is not for that purpose. I'm not telling you it's okay for you to sin. Let's get it right. I'm not giving you a license to mess up. I'm not giving you a license to sin. But. Oh, now here we come in now. That's where we get messed up at now. Oh, sucky, sucky. But that means if I do it. Yeah, that's exactly what it means, if I do it. But he just prefaces it with, I'm writing this to you so that you will not do it. Don't do it. And you're stuck in that spot. But when you come back and say, but, then you're like, whoo. Oh, no, don't relax with sin. It would trip you up every time. So let's try to get through this and see what God is saying without walking out of here with a license to sin. And I'm going to read it again. My dear children, all of y'all, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin, but if anyone does, we have an advocate who will plead our case before the Father. Oh, God, y'all don't hear this. If you ever messed up, there are consequences for you messing up. You could get disqualified even from the prize. But instead of getting disqualified, look back what I gave you last week. Moses, I'm going to take you up to this mountaintop. I'm going to show you the promised land, but you're not going in it. Grace could step in. If, if Jesus had already died, Grace could have stepped in and said, Well, my father, he served us for 120 years to get to this spot. Yeah, he messed up, but my blood covered him. The advocate said, now, now, God, let him take the people on in. You're missing what I'm saying. Because you're on the grace, God had a right to stop that blessing to stop giving you this and get it. But what he did was then hold that to your account. He stepped beyond that because Jesus pleaded your case before him. And you still got your blessings. Some of you will let the devil steal your blessings because you felt like you're supposed to pay the price for what you did wrong. Ouch. The devil got your blessing because you felt unworthy. You knew you messed up and you knew you should have paid the price for it. And therefore the devil said, I'll make him pay. And you look for that thing to come upon you. You look for that thing to happen rather than look, reach out for grace. 
Oh, I know you by the point that you're going to want to mess up now so you can call on grace. No. Thank you. <laughs> you are not trying to go in an extent and force God. Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound? God forbid. Well, how can you live in sin if you're dead to sin? You don't want to sin no more. Now you get grace. Because now when you trip and you mess up, God says, uh-uh, they dead to that. I, I, they, they coming out of that. Yeah, devil, you the devil might have made you trip. He might See, listen to me. The devil, the Bible said we're not ignorant to his, to his tactics, to what he's doing. You know there's a season in your life, and I pray next year I get a chance when I get to talking about the, the vision of the church. I'm going to talk about the seasons. There's a season that you go through. There's a season when everything's going good. But there's a season when that old man starts to rise up and you start thinking them old thoughts and you want to go back to your old way and you want to do that old sin. That's a season when the devil will bombard your mind with the pleasures of that sin and make you think that it's going to be okay if you sneak one time. He'll even use grace to help you sin. In that season, he'll throw everything at you, baby, scriptures and everything. Well, the Bible takes take Jesus and tempted him for a season, tried him for a season. There's a season coming in your life where he will try you. And he will use this scripture right here. You know you can mess up. God's grace got you. Well, I don't want to depend on God's grace to get me. I got it, thank God, if I mess up. You hear me? If I mess up. If. If anyone sin, you're not trying to do it. If you mess up, if you sin, I don't have to give up. I don't have to quit. In this season that we're in, the apostasy of the church, where people are leaving the church, Christian people, people who love God. But because they sinned, they messed up. They not only lost their marriage, but they lost their God. And God's grace was there. But the devil made them think that when nobody's going to forgive you, nobody was going to understand that they gave up and they quit and they left the church. Married folks breaking up. Why? Because they don't understand grace. Let me give you a scenario. If a husband and wife, they've been getting together 30 years invested in the marriage, and the husband messes up, goes outside the marriage, commits adultery, this man's in church on a deacon board or a minister. You know what happens? We take grace away from him. The bad part about it, we didn't extend the grace. We didn't give the grace. How are you going to take something? You're a thief now. You took something you didn't give. It was unmerited. He did nothing to get it. God extended it because he messed up. And here you are, you turn to mercy. That's what you need. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. So now you're in a worse of sin because you won't give him mercy. You won't give him what he didn't deserve. You're still trying to punish him. Judging. Won't let it go because you've been hurt. Get out of your emotions. Your emotions are causing you to sin. 
If God can forgive him, why can't you? If God extends grace, why can't you show mercy? He needs grace, now you need some mercy. Because you shouldn't, God don't want to give you what you deserve because you're going to hold back some grace from him. You now put yourself in a greater damnation in need of mercy. Because he deserved to beat your butt. Why? Because of the unforgiveness that you got in your heart. You're harboring that in your heart. You won't forgive. That bitterness is setting up root in you. Now God, instead of trying to get grace to him, he has to turn around and try to get some mercy to you. You want him to show you mercy, not give you what you deserve. He needs to be able to punish you and put you out of your misery. But he extends mercy to you because he's giving grace to him. Oh, you don't see it. We don't understand. We don't understand God. We want a genie in a bottle. We don't want a God. We want it our way. We think this is Burger King because he's the king anyway. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one and only. He's the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sin. He himself said, God, Punish me. Don't punish them. He went outside the marriage. He messed up. God, punish me. Let him go free. He paid the price. So how can you go out and continue to sin? If you know what it's going to do to him. You're going to put him in an awkward situation where he's going to say, God, punish me for what they're doing. Father, I know you love me. I know you care for me. We've always been together. But, Father, send me to hell. Don't send them. Can you imagine that? And you still want to get away with it again? You still want to do it again? Knowing the cost, you want to go back to it? And not only for our sin, but the sins of the world. Ain't it enough that he's paying the price for the sins of the world? He's got to continue to pay for yours every time you mess up. So, Pastor, help me understand grace. This is what grace really is, so that you can see it. Next scripture. Grace. Getting something you don't deserve. Not only is it getting something you don't deserve, but what is it, to break it down another level, is giving you the ability to overcome sin. When you're on your assignment, you need to think about grace. I have the ability to overcome the sin that's before me. With them trying to push me into this, trying to get me to do that, I have the ability from God to overcome this thing. I don't have to do it. When I go out and I entertain my, uh, my vendors, well, not my vendors, my customers, and they may drink, give me a Sprite. I'm not hurting them, and I'm definitely not condemning myself. 
I'm letting my light shine. Pastor, it's okay for you to drink. It might be okay, but it's not expedient. Uh-huh. Because, see, they got to know why they like me so much. And so I'm pulling them closer to me so that they can see my light, so that my God can get the glory. In the end, you know what they asked me to do? Can you pray for me? My God get the glory. I'm not looking for what I can get away with. I'm looking how I can give him glory. It may be okay for me to drink that and do that, but you know what? It may be okay for me to go to the club with them, but you know what? It's not expedient. So therefore, I suffer. I don't indulge into it. Why? Because I got to stay focused. I'm on assignment. My assignment is to get them into this kingdom. And I have to let my, my instruction was to let my light so shine that they might see my good works, not my mess, not me trying to be like them, not me trying to fit in with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is to do what? Look like God, to act like God. And you can't look like them and act like him when you're drunk. All right, watch this. The law came in. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. That is so much, and I can take a whole message on that. But let me try to bring it in closer so you can understand it. Um, out on Goodman, at some part of Goodman, the speed limit is 55. When you hit South Haven, it changed to 45. That's 10 miles over. That is a ticket, $285, I know. Okay? All right? But the law entered so that the offense came about. If, if I could go 55 all the way down that street, I'm okay. But guess what? In South Haven, they call it a retirement district. They want you to slow down. So they put a law up so that your offense could abound, so that you can see what you're doing wrong. You go here 55, but when you hit here, it changes to 45. Oh, the offense abounds. I know now I messed up. I went 10 miles over. The law came in to let me know that they got something else planned for this area. They have this plan for a retirement area, so they don't want you speed. And somewhere along there, you have to drop it down to 20 because they're school districts. So they're trying to protect the school. You don't know this, so here you are just flying down at 55 miles an hour. To you, you're not sinning. But when you hit there, that law tells you, I want to show you how much you're sinning. You're going 10 miles and over, 20 miles over. You way out there. So when that police pulls you over and begins to write you that citation from y'all from deep in Mississippi, that's a ticket. <laughs> I won't even go there. <laughs> anyway, somebody said, I didn't get no ticket. I got a citation, baby. You're going <laughs> to that's a ticket. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, so, so now we're seeing about where, where more with the law in it to show you how far you was off. Law messed up. Law then brought you into bondage because you, there was no way you can get free of it. You broke the law. You broke the law. Well, I didn't know. Miss Angela, is there a certain thing that, that ignorance is no excuse? Correct. You go before the judge, but judge, I didn't know. It was 55 up here, and it was 45. I didn't know. Ignorance is no excuse. 
So you're guilty. And then police sitting there, he's looking at you, and you're trying to, you know, you know, talk your way out of it. You know what? This police decide to do what? Extend you some grace. I'm going to let you go. Slow that thing down. And how do you feel? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. So watch this. In that school zone, you know you deserve to get a punishment. You know you deserve to go before that judge. That same police will pull you over and say, you know you're way out of alignment. I just stopped you up there. And you came down here and you did the same doggone thing. You use up all the grace. But what he does, he extends more grace to you. That's grace. That's God. So if sin reached out and caught me at this first seat, Grace goes all the way to that last seat. Yeah. Where sin abound, grace did much more abound. So where sin caught me, grace said, look towards me, and I'm going to give you the ability to overcome that sin that you're in. Watch this. Sin tried to trap you and stop you. But grace is God's ability to be able to defeat that sin. So now when you get up to it and the devil bombarding your mind, grace will give you the ability to fight that thing off. And you got enough grace, then you have sin putting pressure on you. Some of you right now are failing the assignment because of sin. You're letting sin stop you when you won't rely on God's grace to get you past it. Even if you were to mess up and do it, God's got enough grace, ability for you to superpass it. Little children, even if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. He knows you were sorry that you messed up. He knows you were sorry that you did it. He knows you know you was wrong. And grace saying, I'm still moving catch up with me. Let's get over this. We're pressing toward the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. We're not going to let little old sin stop us. Let's keep moving. James chapter 4. But he gave what? More grace. Even to the point where you think you got to the end of the rope of grace, God says, I'm going to give you some more grace. There was a time when the folks was to come to get my little RX-7, my little sports car. And I was three months behind. They were coming, pulling my car. They just couldn't find it. And the man called me and told me he was coming to get my little car. And I just pleaded with him, and I pleaded with him. And he said, Calvin, you're three months behind. There's nothing we can do. Hung the phone up. I went and told God on it. And I prayed. And then I called that man back again. And he said, Kevin, what do you want from me? I said, sir, I need some time. He said, this is what I'm going to do. Ford Motor Credit. I don't even mind. I don't know if they're still in business or not. He said that, Kevin, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take these three months that you are behind, and I'm going to put them on the back end of your note. Okay? 
And what I'm going to do is give you some time to get me this payment in here. So now, forget the three months that you owe me. Next month, just pay me the month that's due. Can you do that? I said, yes, sir, I can. He said, now, when I get through, understand, when you get through paying for this car, you're going to owe these three months. I said, yes, sir. I appreciate you so much, sir. I thank you so much, sir. I knew what was happening. God had came in and pleaded my case to this man. And he gave me what they call an extension. You know about it. An extension, all right? I got an extension, all right? So he extended, and I was so grateful. I was so thankful. I did whatever I had to do to make sure I didn't get in alignment with God and got to start paying my time and get in line so God could continue to bless me. So as I did that, when I got to that point where I had to, I paid the car off, and I knew then, well, I know I owed them those three months. So I'm, I'm ready to pay for those three months. The guy called me told me, you got an extension. Instead of them sending me the bill, they sent me my title. I had more grace. I got to the point, they canceled the note for me. Look at God. That's how God operates in lives of people who don't want to sin, who want to come out of it, who want to complete the assignment. The only thing going to stop you from completing your assignment is a sinful life. Wherefore, and I know I've got to go, wherefore, and this is heaven, God resists the proud, but he has grace to the humble. Meaning God gives more grace, more ability to overcome that thing than the power of sin has to force you to act on it. If sin is forcing you, and you keep getting bombarded with your mind to do this, to do this, to do this, God has more grace for you at that moment than sin has to force you to do it. I know this is kind of heaven. I know y'all got to get out here. Let me see if I can give you a couple more of them. I, uh, uh, I probably can't, huh? Yeah, that's going to be too much. Let me, since I did with humbling, let me tell you about this. Only for the humble. It's only for the humble. Humility means the willingness to surrender your will, your opinion, and your views. Remember that lady I just told you about? Husband got caught in sin, and she got mad at him. She was going to hold on to his sinful stuff because she felt like he needed to pay the price for it and all that. You know what she was operating in? Pride. She was not willing to surrender her will, her opinion, because she thought she had a right to think like that. He messed up in her opinion. He needed to be punished. She wasn't humble. She didn't qualify for grace. God resists the proud. At that point in time, she's fighting against God. Her view is that you made me look bad. God resists you because you're in pride. God's not even worried or concerned with what he did. His focus is turned on you for what you're doing. He's already extended the grace to forgive him. But because you are in that position where your opinion and your and your will and your views are saying that he deserved to be punished because he hurt me. You don't want to forgive them. God's not concerned about him anymore because he's under grace. He's moving on. How can he move on? How can he be acting like nothing happened? Because in God's mind, it didn't. You're the only one that's called up. But God, he hurt me. Yeah, he hurt you. He did wrong. Yeah, he did wrong. He deserved to die. Yes, he deserved to die. Well, why he ain't dead? Because of grace. 
Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.